Hello and welcome to the Kids Story Room. We'd like to say thank you to all of our loyal listeners for supporting us. You're all wonderful. And also to welcome those of you who've just tuned in. We hope that you are enjoying our stories. Today's story is written and narrated by Dale March, and it's about a boy called King. We hope you enjoy. King's Island by Dale March On a grey mountain island lived a boy who called himself King. He could not remember ever having a different name. He could not remember having lived anywhere else. He could not remember any other people. He liked being the only person on his island and he liked being called King. His most prized possession was a golden crown he always wore. He could not remember how it was that he had a crown, but he liked the crown and he liked being called King. King's Island was a mysterious place. There was no sand, only grey, slick rock falling away to the depths of the ocean. Once on King's Island there had been a terrible flood. There were animals there who still remembered it, but that was before King's time long before he cared to remember. From time to time, other islands would drift past. Sometimes it seemed to King that there were creatures waving out to him from the passing shores. But this was not surprising. Of course people would wish to wave to him. No doubt his fame had spread far and wide. No doubt there were thrilling stories and songs all about the mighty island that King ruled over. King himself lived at the peak of his grey mountain where there was a spring. He had trained four of the fiercest lions to guard the spring for him, and all the other animals on the island trembled when they heard King and his lions yawn in the morning. He's waking up. What will we have to do today? murmured the meerkats. What will he make us collect? whispered the turtles. What will he make us catch? grumbled the goannas. What will he make us clean? moaned the lemurs. Yesterday, a small voice chimed in, he made us fish for minnows. We are possums. We can't catch fish. A rumble came from the lions, and after a great slurp from his morning coconut juice, King addressed them with unusual enthusiasm. Today, animals of my island, I have a most mighty plan to reveal to you all. You have seen how the dwellers of other lands salute me as they float by. You all know the power of my famous... famousness. You have seen how I have tamed the fiercest lions, how I bring water to those who obey my orders with glad and gladful hearts. The time has come to create a castle worthy of my great worthiness. 
Here, at the top of Grey Mountain, we will build a monument that will be seen for miles around. This monument shall be a castle of big splendour, and all who pass by will not only salute my fame, but will bring precious gifts when they come to marvel at it. King looked down at all the puzzled and terrified faces around him. I know, he continued, you will be asking yourselves, what will we build this castle from? There are no stones on this land, no forests, no lime for mortar, no steel for nails. All these you will collect. You will travel far and wide to find the finest trees and the flattest stones to build my masterwork. The animals looked at one another, shocked, baffled, uncertain if what they were hearing could really be true. King went on to lay out his instructions for the task at hand. The lizards and other animals who crept close to the ground were put in charge of collecting the stones for the castle. The climbing creatures were expected to gather the wood and the birds were sent off in all directions to find nails and lime. The animals searched long and far for the materials for King's Castle. They passed through tall green grass valleys. They scaled mountains so high their fur froze. They padded over deserts that took weeks to cross. When they met other animals on their journeys, King's creatures were always puzzled when the other animals said they had not heard of Great Grey Mountain, that they had never heard of a boy called King. Still, the animals searched on, and in time, each group found what they needed. The gorillas and monkeys made an enormous raft from the fine wood they collected. The lizards and their crawling friends loaded their stones onto the raft and the birds dropped their lime and nails on. All did what they could to help steer the cargo safely back to Grey Mountain Island. Excited by their success, the animals began unloading all the building materials while King and the lions were still sound asleep. Soon they heard that awful yawn and rumble. As soon as King saw the animals labouring away, he scoffed. Is that all you could find? Do you think this is enough to build the great castle that is worthy of my fame? Go again and find twice as many stones as this, twice as much timber. The animals set off again to search the wide world for building materials fit for King's castle. King and his lions soon used up the stones and wood for a sturdy foundation and grand castle wall. After many weeks, twice as much stone and twice as much wood was brought back to King's Island but it was carried by half as many animals. Where are the other animals? demanded King. The remaining animals shrugged and shook their heads. 
Many simply sat down in the dust, while others turned and walked slowly away. What? shouted King. Did they get lost? Have they drowned? Where are they? None of the animals answered. Annoyed at the animal's silence, but too excited to really care, King and his lions immediately set about planning the castle's grand hall. It was to be built right on top of the spring. Day after day, the lions sent the animals to labour in the hot sun, shaping and stacking the rocks, mixing the mortar and fixing the beams. But day after day, there were less animals to send to work. Soon, there wasn't one wombat to carry stones. Six possums would be sent to carry a single stone, and the lions were having to do more and more work just to make satisfactory progress. King was clearly growing impatient. Where is everyone? he would grumble, striding about the island, making sure even the smallest creatures were busy with something. Where are they all hiding? But they weren't hiding and they weren't coming back. After many tiring days and nights, the castle was finished. King held a lavish feast to celebrate the completion of his castle. It was a feast at a table for five. Only King and the four lions were invited. The few remaining other animals struggled to rest, while King and his four guests cheered and sang long into the night. It was deep into the star-bright night that King stumbled out in a frenzy of feeling. Animals! he called out over the island. Get up! Get up now! I've had the most perfect idea. I will need a tower, of course, for my castle. A tower with a flag, so that all those who admire me and are searching for Grey Mountain Island in order to see me and marvel at my realm can find my castle more easily. Get up! Go out and bring me more stones, more wood. Animals? Animals! Staggering to all corners of his island, King could not find an animal in sight. Every last one of them was gone. Puzzled and steaming, King returned to his castle and stamped the lions awake where they lay snoring and full of feast. Get up, you lazy brutes, he grumbled. All the other animals are gone, disappeared. You must go out and find me the wooden stone for my tower. Now! Go! The lions set off into the starlit night to search the wide world for the materials for King's Tower. King was anxious to add the tower to his castle. A marvellous tower that would make him remembered like all the celebrated kings and queens of the past. For whole days, he would sit on top of his castle, looking out over the seas to try and spy the return of his lions with their rocks and wood. Finally, 
One sun-drenched day, a sparkle of light flickered on the horizon. Steadily they came. With the finest stones piled high, the lions steered their raft of wood onto Grey Mountain Island's shore. The excitement to begin building the tower was so serious that it was days before King noticed that only three lions had returned with the raft. Well, three lions is enough, he thought aloud as the powerful cats heaved the remaining stones into place. Is this all? yelped King. This is not enough. We need one more stone. One more fine stone to cap the tower and secure the flag. Where is it? Who will get it? Who will... But before he could wind himself into a sweatier outburst, the three lions all turned their heads out to the horizon. Who is that? demanded King. Who could that be coming? All the treacherous animals have left. None of them will return. They don't think I'll let them back on this island, do they? The three lions lumbered down to the shore. Soon, a small raft carrying one fine stone and one lion landed ashore. The lion threw the stone onto the island, and, welcoming his three companions aboard, the four lions sailed off together into the wide blue sea. King barely took notice of the vanishing lions. After adjusting his crown, he lugged the fine stone up to the castle and heaved it step by step to the top of the tower. With one last strain of will, he dropped the stone in place to complete his masterwork. The very moment the stone landed in place, a monstrous rumble sounded from deep in the island. King staggered. He almost fell from the tower. It was as though the whole castle was shuddering. Perhaps he, King, had worked too hard these past weeks and was wobbly with exhaustion. Another rumble sounded. <laughs> this time the whole castle shook. King slid into the tower and bumped all the way down the steps into the grand hall right at the centre of the castle. He was scrambling to his feet, clutching the crown which had fallen from his head, when the ground beneath him shook like thunder and a great geyser of water shot up from the spring, lifting king and crown clear into the sky. Up and up the water carried him until he was thrown out to sea. He hit the water with a loud slap and clambered onto a piece of wood that had loosed itself from the lion's raft. Shaking the water from his hair and eyes, King turned back to see his crumbling castle. King had never seen his island from the ocean before, and now as he watched, not only did he see his marvellous castle collapsing to dust, but the whole island was sinking, sinking, sinking into the sea, and with a final blast of water from the spring, King's island plunged into the blue, taking his castle with it. 
king took a huge breath and was about to let out a tremendous roar of terror when, just next to where his island had sunk, there came leaping out of the water an enormous whale. The water streamed from its smooth grey skin in glistening sheets and the last remaining stones of King's Tower tumbled off its back. You have never seen eyes so bulging with disbelief as King's were now. All along, his island had been a whale. The majestic creature soon sank again into the sea and was seen no more. It was many days and many nights before King's little raft washed up on the sands of an unknown shore. It was many more days before King had rested enough to explore the land about him. He was desperately hungry and very cold at night. He searched as far as he dared for anything to eat or keep him warm, but every search was hopeless. All he had was his crown, and that was quite useless now. There was no one to order around and get him food. No one to build him a castle, not even a tent. Sometimes, when he woke in the night, he felt sure that someone was watching him, but he could never know in the darkness. One morning, King was awoken by a rough prodding at his foot. Standing before him, with scruffy, salt-caked hair and wearing only a pair of shorts, was a boy. Just like King. A boy. A boy with eyes deep and brown and stern. Who are you? asked the boy firmly. And what is this shiny thing on your head you always wear around? You have scared everyone with this shining hat. I am, I am, began King, I am, my name is, um, Fellow, yes, Fellow is my name, and this is just a, a silly hat I like to wear, would you like to try it? The boy took the hat and examined it. No, he said. You may keep this. But you do look very hungry, fellow. Let me help you to find some food. King, or rather fellow, noticed the strangest feeling he had ever felt, warming his chest and belly. He didn't know what that feeling was called, or whether other people felt it too. But he hoped he would feel it for a very long time to come.